And welcome, everybody. Hey, welcome to Mercury Stationing today. <laughs> Is that a new show? It's a new show. It's a brand new name for the show. Uh-huh. Also known as the Jupiter Rising show. But today is Mercury Stationing. I've been looking at all the stuff that's been kind of evidentiary of that phenomenon. Like this morning when we came to park here, it's messed up. The parking lot's messed up. We couldn't park in our usual spot. And I added an extra 26 miles. You did? You did? Yeah. Why? Oh, because you had to go around traffic? I had to go back and grab my phone and come oh. back. That was 13 miles each way. <laughs> That's Mercury retrograde for sure. Okay, cool. A so, Gemini without a phone? Oh, <laughs> my God. All right. So, if you listen, guys, today, if you have a weird sort of day where everything just goes kind of backwards, and, you know, Mercury retrograde is one thing, but when it's stationing, it's double, triple, quadruple the, the effect. Traffic is unbelievable yes it is it goes i believe goes direct at 9 25 tonight approximately mm-hmm. i think I, I clocked it so anyway we're all relieved about that and then a few more days mars will go direct and you know that will the 26th the 26th that's right so we're going to be really relieved about that we're just we're just slaves to astrology what can we say <laughs> <laughs> but you know we notice stuff you know that happens and you going back to get your phone i mean it's perfect going backwards Retrograde, mm-hmm. yes. So anyway, on today's show, on the Jupiter Rising show, also known as Mercury Station today, we're renaming it, is going to be, we're going to have a fantastic guest. One of my favorite guests in the whole world is Mr. Tony White. Hi, Tony. Hi. And thank <laughs> you for the nice introduction. Oh, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and Tony's amazing. He is, uh, he is an animator, and he's made his living as an animator and I want to hear the story later on about how you discovered astrology or how it discovered you. I think it was through mm-hmm. uh, a person that you met yep. and and how that drew you into that whole field, which is interesting. And he's done a lot of artistic stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the products that he has, too. So we'll be doing that. And so also um, the Astro Celebrity of the Week is probably not going to be. It's a no-brainer today. It'll be Aretha Franklin. And so that... Um, early <laughs> before Aretha passed away, I was I picked Omarosa, <laughs> you know, the one that is challenging Trump for everything. And I thought, well, you know, since she's an Aquarius and she would really make quite a challenge to Mr. Trump. But um, and then I replaced it at the last second when after Aretha died. And I also ran a chart on her and I also ran a chart with the planets where they were when she passed away. I thought we would talk a little bit about um, the astrology of death. Oh, what a morbid subject. But it's interesting to see because it really isn't that morbid when you look at it metaphysically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. And then we're also going to do, um, we're going to do a lot of stuff. So anyway, we're going um, to talk to Mr. Tony White here in a couple minutes, probably about 10 minutes. And then we're going to be you know, doing all the other stuff that we do. And, we're, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Mercury station, stationing. Remember I, last week I mentioned that I'm writing a book on stationary planets, so I'm getting to watch this firsthand, what happens when Mercury or any planet goes stationary. So anyway, so we're going to do that and right after the break. And when we get back, we're going to do the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I am alt- I'm alternative. I'm Jeez, oh, we're it's the it's the mouth. It's kind of weird. It's Eileen, it's Eileen Grimes. Eileen Grimes, thank you. And you are Mr. Doug Johnston. Yes, I am. Good to be here. Yeah, I forgot to introduce both of you, and I introduced Tony, of course, but didn't remember us. It's typical. Anyway, so right now we're going to do the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, so. We have Ms. Aretha Franklin, and it was it seemed fitting. Obviously, anybody who who has passed or has done something major or some is newsworthy will end up in our our celebrity of the week. And um, her birthday, by the way, in case any of you out there are astro- astrophiles, I've never made that up before. That's cool. Astrophiles. Her birthday is March twenty fifth, nineteen forty two. Uh, she was born at 10.30 uh, p.m. in Memphis, Tennessee. And so she has Scorpio rising at 15 degrees. She has her moon in Cancer and her fifth house sun in Aries. So um, what do you say? You know, you what, when we look at a chart for artistic gifts, where do you see it in there, Doug? Fifth house always. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? Yep, fifth house for sure. Yeah, the fifth house is... Out and out creativity, and if you're born with a fifth house son, that's 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 your number one deal in life. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. And so, um, yeah. So, and there's other stuff too because she has a son opposed Neptune, even though it's out of sign. Mm-hmm. So she was really truly. They said she channeled it, and I believe that. And it's interesting too because her chart has similarities to Mozart. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he had a son in Aquarius in the fifth opposing Neptune. Yeah, he did. So Very cool. Yeah, and so when he did his work, he, he actually had it in his head. Remember, do you remember seeing the movie Amadeus? Yeah, did you see that movie? Probably I did old. not. You did not see it? Oh, that's No, they didn't, they didn't call me and tell me it was on, so I missed it. <laughs> I see. Anyway, I'll there's a scene. I'll have to go scene. back and see it. Yeah, it's really, really well done. There's a scene where um, uh, some of the, the people that were having him do an opera, it was the magic flute, They're doing an opera for the comic music, you know, rather than the opera was high class, the comic music was just kind of everyday street people come in and they do all sorts of crazy stuff in there and skits and stuff. And so he was writing the, the magic flute basically to be kind of opera or a comic. What is the term for that? It's a comic type of thing. It was a, a kind of a level of, a performance where you bring in regular people just it's just a show kind of comic relief okay but it was different than it was different than that but so anyway the man that contracted him to to do the opera he goes over to visit him and he said where's the opera i don't see it and he said and mozart goes it's up here 
I just haven't written it out yet. You know, and so that's what reminds me of the Neptune opposing the sun. That's, a, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's just up here. It's floating around in my head. It's up here. It's, it's bibbling and squibbling. He's, he's really kind of a wacky guy because he was an Aquarius, and the guy that played him was really wacky, too. So you could really see him being that way. But right. So do you think that works with the trine as well? Oh, I think so. Well, I think it's flowy. You know, it flows easier. But it would seem as though the opposition would be like, you're standing here, Neptune's over there. And it's standing outside of you going, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to give you some information. And don't be, <laughs> don't be pushing it away. And you know yeah. what I mean? And, said, uh, and, and so it would be, like, it would be like, like watching downloads in his head. And it would, be, it would drive him crazy. And it did actually drive him crazy because there was so much stuff in there. You know, but anyway, let's get back to Aretha. I, I took a side trip, but it kind of was it, it was a bear. It did bear repeat bear mentioning because we know how amazingly talented Mr. Mozart was. And I think Aretha was of the same ilk because she could play piano. She could sing. She could do everything. And she just had a natural gift for music. So anyway, um, and he she took care of people. She had a moon and cancer in the ninth house. I do believe she had a fourth house in Aquarius, and she was very much an activist, you know, for equal rights for blacks. So, and it was extremely interesting to do that kind of thing. So, let's talk a little bit about what was going on the day she died. Because um, I remember saying to myself, well, I looked at the chart, and I saw Jupiter really hovering in close to to her ascendant. And I said, well, I think it's going to be a couple of days. And that's what happened. So Jupiter was moving up to her ascendant and just about conjoining it. And um, also there were some other things here in the chart that were happening. Like the North Node was transiting over Pluto. That could be, um, that's a huge transformation. And it's in the ninth house too. So it is a sort of, kind of echoes the Jupiter on the ascendant in Scorpio. It's kind of like a mutual reception sort of backwards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had also had Neptune on going backing up over her Mercury. Mercury rules the eighth house. The eighth house is the house of death. So what do you see besides that? Uh, actually, I think the Jupiter is the biggest play. Yeah, it is the biggest I one. I really think that says volumes. In yeah, itself. it does. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was talking I, to... I was busy looking up as far the connections with her in Maryland. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. When you get on a roll, you get on a roll. Well, it, most people don't know that Maryland discovered her. Yeah, it's, you see, that's something that was very obscure to me. I had no idea. But you do know obscure things. Yeah, <laughs> because Maryland found her in a dive of a bar. Yeah. And she went to this other owner of a real high-end bar and said uh-huh. you bring her here yeah and i'll sit in the front table every night that she sings uh-huh and that's what made it all happen wow and aretha got her contract almost immediately the second or third week mm-hmm. from Marilyn showing up to sit there and listen to her yeah but everyone was there because Marilyn said she'd be there you know it's funny i don't even think about Marilyn monroe and Aretha Franklin being in the same... You don't. You it don't. doesn't even seem like it should ma- come no, together like, like wait, that. No, that. Marilyn was way before Aretha. But obviously there was some crossover. Uh, it, was, it had to be right about the same time because they're almost... They're not far off in age. Yeah. Marilyn that's, would that's have been true. born in, what, 46? 
Marilyn was born in 1926, I think. Marilyn was born in 26? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she would have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was 1926, June 1st or June, June something. June 1st. Yeah. It would be and, 26. And, of course, she does have Jupiter and Mars in Gemini. And you said that her Jupiter's really close to Marilyn's son. Marilyn's son. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, the opportunity went both ways, basically. Yeah. Yeah, to opportunity that she gave Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn, Marilyn would gave have her, her Saturn right on her ascendant. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that could be... That's a big tie there right away. Well, it's a big tie because it would, would have been a potential career thing for her, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so that's cool. Um, so, I mean, the other things in here, I think we just mentioned, um, Chiron was also moving up to conjoin her son, although it was going backwards at the time, but it was in Aries. So, I mean, that could have also brought up some healing issues that could have taken place before she died. But it wasn't quite there yet, So, but it was enough there that, I don't know, I've kind of noticed that Chiron transits for me are events that happen and I don't know about it. You know, do you find that to be true? Well, it's definitely, I think it's got a definite strong pull every time it comes into play. Yeah, it does deal with some healing crisis Big of time. some kind. Yeah, and I remember having my Chiron return and I slept right through it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, that I was, said, that's what you needed that day. I guess I did. And I, it was funny because I thought, I wonder where my Chiron return is. So I checked the chart and it had gone past it. I went, I missed it. Oh, well, you know, but. I, I think it just depends. If I had noticed it more, it would have meant that Chiron had more of an impact in my life. So I think it's to the degree that uh, what it's aspecting and what it's doing in your chart, how prominent it is. So anyway, um, so any anything else you want to talk about uh, Ms. Aretha with? No. Okay. I just absolutely loved her music. Yeah, I did too. And what a voice. Yeah, and she... Um, she is her chart is not unexpected you know she had no. uranus in the seventh she had venus in aquarius so that's sort of like a mutual reception by whatever and leo at the midheaven and leo at the midheaven oh yes which oh, says volumes in its own and look at where the sun was yeah right exactly on her midheaven that's the degree. very interesting isn't that interesting that day. a slight and the boom. attention that she got that day was over the top i know Shine worldwide right on her yep I just thought that was extraordinary. I mean, how many minutes away? Well, not that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, away from her son, almost exact. So it's it's amazing how astrology works, and you can just see it playing out in real life. As above, so below. Mm-hmm. So like a book. You. That's right. Okay. So anyway, let's get moving on here. We've got to take a break here real quick. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Mr. Tony White. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a read for Ms. Susan Bergstrom. She is of the Medicare Exchange. And as we near retirement, Medicare coverage is very important and a very confusing issue. However, Medicare does not cover everything, and we will need supplemental plan to cover what Medicare does not. Susan Bergstrom is the Medicare specialist. She will help you get the best additional coverage. With her, the process is very easy, and in the end, you probably saves you money too. 
So to schedule an appointment with Susan, she will come to your house. Call her at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. And then our second Mr. Reed is Mr. Terry Dean. And he's a psychic and empath, and he calls himself a pathfinder because he has had an intense life experiences that have led him to developing empathic abilities. He's able to understand exactly what is happening to you. Terry has been reading for the past eight years and reads primarily in the South Sound area. He reads in the at the Seattle or say yeah Saturday Night Psychic Showcase in Lakewood. He also designs dowsing rods and pendulums. And so with his gentle sense of humor, he can help you with find the answers you are seeking. So for a private consultation, you can call him at 253-722-4436 or contact him at 25, oh yes, at email him at grptld7 at gmail.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Okay. So, all right. So what are we doing here? Okay. We are doing, I believe we're bringing on Mr. Tony. He's waiting anxiously. He's waiting anxiously. Hi, Tony. Uh, Hello. (laughs) I'm aware of this uh, Mercury retrograde stationary thing today, trying to get my brain in gear today. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> like my brain is kind of, well, a little over here. I'm trying to rank it, mm-hmm. yank it in to put it <laughs> into place. You I, know? I, I'm blaming it all on the fires up north because Uh-oh. it's made everything so smoky you can't see. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. And you look outside right now. It's <laughs> somewhat hazy. It's lessened a little bit. Yeah. It's supposed to get worse that's again tomorrow. That's true on the inside of my head as well. Yeah, Yeah, poor baby. (laughs) So, okay, let's talk a little bit about, uh, basically, when did astrology find you? Because I noticed that, and I think it's pretty much probably true for everybody who does astrology, it finds them. They aren't looking for it. No. Yeah. It definitely found me. I've I've kind of been... uh, I was first introduced to astrology in my young teenage years. Mm-hmm. I'm now 70, for the record. And in my young teenage years, I'd had a terrible childhood. My parents were wonderful, but personally, I had issues and fears and nightmares and illnesses. Nobody mm-hmm. seemed to fix me. I was under a child counselor for two years, didn't fix me. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, whose life had been saved by an herbalist astrologer, mm-hmm. Um, when all doctors had given up on her. Mm-hmm. And the transfa- transformation was so incredible that one day she said to me, why don't you go and see him and see if he can help you understand what's going on with you? So essentially, um, I did. Mm-hmm. And in 30 minutes, he explained my birth chart to me and all the lights came on in my head. Oh, I wow. absolutely suddenly realized, oh, so I'm doing this, but if I did that, and oh, I do this, and... That's why I'm thinking that way. But mm-hmm. if I didn't think that way, I could think this way. And, and he said yes. And basically, it took probably a, um, several months for me com- to completely transform my attitude to things. Mm-hmm. But from a kid who literally could not 
go to school on many days through fear of going outside the front door. Wow. I've ended up traveling all over the world. And I've wow. climbed the Great Pyramid. I've lectured in China. Mm-hmm. And I now live in Seattle. <laughs> it's amazing how you find your way here. <laughs> yes. But in terms of astrology, yeah. I've kind of been in the closet all my life. I've, I've, I've done all these animation things. I've been, you know, lots of different things, mm-hmm. including, for the record, the Pink Panther Strikes Again movie titles that most people have seen at one time in their life. No, wait, no, wait. You did the, you did the title? The title the, sequence the, the for the Pink Panther Strikes Again movie. Oh, i got to go watch that again. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. But I never talked about astrology to most people until I, I, there were a few friends that I could confide in that understood it mm-hmm. or under, were in sympathy with it. But right. I always kept it way out of sight. But um, in the last year, I changed my mind and I said, no, it's given me so much throughout my life. It's time to give back. And so that's, that's right. what I've really been doing. That's fabulous. So tell us a little bit about your chart. <laughs> and my chart. Your chart. In case anybody, we have astrologers out there and go, well, I wonder what sign he is. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So the bare bones of it, I've got Sun, Mercury, and Venus in Virgo in the ninth house. I've got um, Moon in Capricorn in the second house. Mm -hmm. And I've got Sagittarius rising with my ruling Jupiter in Scorpio in the 11th house, square Saturn conjunct Pluto in the 8th house. All those are very significant have been significant yeah. for me in my life right. for various reasons. Right. Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm placing them in my head. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to do in your head. It is hard to do that, yeah, because it, it seems like there's crossing there, Yeah. like cross-purposes. Sad's rising, thank God, is there. It yeah. gives you some comic relief. Yeah, I'm so grateful to that because otherwise <laughs> I would be very boring. Be I'd probably really be heavy. A, an accountant that yeah. worked for corporations, <laughs> you know, with Moon and Capricorn <laughs> And Virgo, but the the Sag truly, and and really, everyone astrology does work, and 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 I would say in all the years that I've known about it, decades I've known about it, I actually don't obsessively look at my chart very often. I hardly ever look at my chart. Once I got a notion of who I am, um, I always say if you understand yourself better, you can make better life decisions, and that was absolutely true of me. But. The only time I really look at my chart is if something significant happens in my life that blindsides me mm-hmm. or was unexpected or I've got an idea to do something. And I'll say, I wonder what what's going on right now. And I can look at it. So okay. I rarely go to my chart unless there's a crisis or a, right. a major moment. Right. And then it works absolutely like clockwork. And I go, oh, why of didn't course. I realize? Yeah. <laughs> Golly, how did I miss that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. and right now you've got Pluto on your moon. Uh-huh. So big transformation time. Yeah. Uh, I big say transition. my condolences, but, you know. Well, <coughs> I, this was another thing. When I, I, I had a very secure um, source of income last year, and that suddenly ended. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the crisis moments where I looked and said, right. what's going on? So I suddenly realized Pluto was crossing and will be crossing my moon for quite a while and I'm going back and, and well it goes back and it goes on and what degree mm-hmm. is it at um do you know i can't think right my uh, my moon's at uh, eight capricorn 18 oh, 18, 18 cap- oh, okay yeah. it's yeah. 18 yeah. Yeah. It's in the teens yeah okay yeah, yeah it's kind of right so um right now. but also had <coughs> saturn going through my first house so it's a complete rebuilding job you know yeah kind of i was yeah. back in the shop <laughs> and had to have all my, all, all getting, my circuits getting fixed. Getting a rehab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but the main thing about moon in um, transiting across the moon, uh, sorry, 
Pluto, Pluto trans Pluto. transiting across the moon right. is it's a, essentially it's an undermining of security. Of course, it and would and be. I totally accept that. And so my choice was: Do I say, "Oh, the world's against me," and what do I do? Yeah. Do I become a victim? Right, I was going to say. Or do I become a new builder and reconstruction, or, yeah. or reinvent myself? That's the challenge, and, and that's what I've been trying to do. The challenge: Should you choose to accept it, and mm -hmm. you really have no choice but accept no. it, no, because Pluto doesn't take any; they don't take prisoners. I right. read somewhere um, with Pluto transit over the moon. You know, you you can fight it, but you'll never win. No. So just get on the roller coaster and enjoy the ride. That's right. <laughs> and find somebody you can talk to about it. I've heard that that's a really strong yeah. uh, need for getting therapy. Yeah. It, it's that or it's a re-examining of childhood attitudes mm -hmm. yeah. and instincts. It, and, and I've noticed just with my life, I go back over things that happened in my earlier life. And some people, if you're a, a past life person. Yeah. Some people say you brought it in with you as well. It can you can have right. attitude, emotional attitudes related to a previous life. Right. But I can absolutely identify with an early life right. of patterns building up that are being broken down now, and I have to reassess yeah. everything. I mean, look what happened to you when it, you discovered it. it. The things you were going through, yep. the insecurities that you mm -hmm. had, yep. trying to step out there outside of your own your own shell. Yep. And and then astrology helped you kind of frame it differently mm -hmm. so you could see oh i guess i'm supposed to be doing that so if you know that it's kind of supposed to happen then you also have to take a look at okay if it's supposed to happen how am i can how can i counteract it mm -hmm. yeah you know how can i input new information to overwrite the tapes yeah you know well you can use it as material to build on because uh, although you might I don't see it as an enemy, but although no. you could see it as an enemy, oh, mm -hmm. these things are all attacking me. But also, in its very essence, is your salvation. It's it's the way you can work with it and use its energy yeah. in a positive way, in yeah. a constructive way. And I That's found right. that was the best thing to do. Yeah, Pluto kind of demands that we, after you know, high, uh, physician or counselor, heal thyself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you heal everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that usually means you got to kind of do a retrograde motion on your whole life mm -hmm. and go back over the things that uh, the wounds and those things mm -hmm. to kind of figure out uh, what happened, mm -hmm. especially if you had been pushing it into the closet and not looking at it. Yeah. It comes back out. Yeah. 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 You can't fight it. Yeah, I can't fight so it. So enjoy the roller coaster ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Uh, all right, we got to take a, a break really quick here. But you know, when we get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about your products that you've come up with and where the astrology has led you, and it has led you into a lot of different avenues, and it's oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, okay, everybody, we're going to be right back after this message. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read from Ms. Wanda Buckner, who's going to be our guest, by the way, next week. Do you wonder what your animal companion thinks and feels? Wanda Buckner, pet psychic and healer, can help with that. Through her, your pet can communicate to you, one, why I behave that way, two, what I want that I'm not getting, how I feel about a new animal or person moving in, and how I feel about getting older and potentially my death. Every communication Wanda does includes practical suggestions and healing for the situ situation. 
So for more information, you can contact Wanda through her website, healingenergyservices.com, or by phone at 360-491-3187. That's healingservices.com, or by phone at 360-491-3187. Then we have a live read for Mr. Tony White. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When a birth of a child happens... The parents really don't have a clue to what the child is like. How will they develop? What will their personality traits be like? If there was only a way of knowing what their child was really like. Astrologer and artist Tony White has produced a unique and beautiful star child report, which includes an illustrated birth chart design, a 20-page report on the child's inner makeup, an overview of astrology and its benefits, and this is probably the most important part, a sensitive personal letter from the spirit of the child to its parents. I love that part. So what a wonderful way to meet your child up close and personal. And to learn about Tony's My Star Child Reports, visit his website at www.mystarchild.org because your child is worth it. And now on Amazon... He's got a brand new thing. He's got the astrological oracle cards. Play the cards that life has dealt you. It is the book. So you can get that on Amazon. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. to talk about the ancient wisdom of the Toltecs and its application today. On Saturday, Dan Millman returns with a method for discovering the life you were born to live on the 25th anniversary of his famous book by that name. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. We are here today with my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. It's always good to be here. Thank you very much. And Mr. Tony White. Hello again. Hello again. I love your accent. It's so charming. Mm, Right from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where he's from? He's from Paris. Paris, Texas. The the really funny thing about my accent is that I'm not typical of where I was born. I was born East End of London, and they all talk like that, don't they? Oh, yeah, they drop the R's and and stuff like that. And they always end a statement with a question, don't they? Yeah. That's how they talk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that was very good. But <laughs> but somehow I end up talking. I don't put it on. It's just the way I speak. And Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of dialects over there, isn't there? Yeah. 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 You yeah. go, uh, yeah, the, like uh, you, you go up north and they talk like that, you know. And then and if you go the if you go to the West Country, the West they talk like that, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aslan is a lion. I always remember the old uh, um, BBC shows and they always had these dialects. Kind okay. of shows on. You can always tell where they were yeah. from. I'm sure <laughs> that's funny. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the products that you're doing now. And, mm-hmm. and oh, before we do that, the man that helped you with astrology, mm-hmm. what was his name? His, his name was Samuel H. Weir. That's right. And, and he, he was he an was the man Irishman. Okay. Resident in London, yeah. And he was the man that saw your mom, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a quick uh, explanation of how good this man was. Okay. She went to see him, um, and she was a bag of bones. She was barely surviving, and she was supposed to go through a major surgery that she would never have got through. Okay. And she walked in, um, sat with him, and started to tell him what her symptoms were. And he said, no, don't tell me that. Can you just tell me? the time, date, and place of your birth. 
So uh-huh. she thought that was weird, but she did, and she happened to know it. So she gave it to him. She said that he just sat there writing on a piece of paper and making notes and a couple of things. And then he turned to her. He said, so when you were 17, you had this medical condition, didn't you? Um, and it probably lingered on for about a year or so. But then by 23, you had this surgery. And he described the condition and the date of the surgery. Wow. And the then date he went of the through, surgery? Hmm? The date? Wow. He, he, well, the month or, right. you know, oh, okay. probably, not the exact, but he I was got it say, right. He'd been pretty hard to do but, that. But then he went through her whole medical life history up to and including the condition that she was seeing. And then he told her the symptoms she was suffering mm-hmm. and the years. And, and basically the bottom line was that she said um, she realized that this man knew her body better than she knew it herself because right. many of the things she'd forgotten, he reminded her right. by going through this. And right. she said, I totally put myself in his hands. Right. And, uh, and he said it would ba- basically take 18 months for her to recover. He couldn't replace what was gone. But he could arrest the conditions that she had and build her basic strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it would take 18 months. But from a, the point she went there, she could barely eat a spoon of mashed potato a day, if anything. And the rest was all drugs just to keep her oh, going. Yeah. In 18 months, she basically went on a full diet of anything she wanted in moderation. And at the age of 56, she got a job for the first time in 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and it was all due to that man who, incidentally, never took any money, lived in poverty, mm-hmm. didn't want publicity, and sold his herbs cheaper than you could get them in an health, health food shop. Wow. So he was a, and I was privileged enough to meet that man, and he taught me everything I know about mm-hmm. good astrology, mm-hmm. solid astrology, you know. Okay. Um, he never did charts for people. He never did horoscopes or anything right. like that. Obviously. He, he just, he would... Um, had a gift. He, yeah, he w- he would um, understand their illness through their chart, mm-hmm. and then understand the treatments that were. He he was all but a reincarnation of the great Nicholas Culpepper from Uh-oh. the 17th century, uh-huh. the most famous herbalist that nobody's ever heard of. Okay. Because he was written out of history by the British establishment oh, because he took on the and British establishment. And it's sort of like he took on that same mantle. He didn't want any publicity. He he didn't take. Well, Culpepper did want publicity. He took on the the, oh, he the did. king. The the, uh-huh. the ruling uh, society. Uh-huh. He fought for Cromwell in the Civil War yeah. against the monarchy, uh-huh. um, and he took on the medical profession, who oh. were basically ripping off the people and okay. getting rich and fat on wow. bad proceeds. And he wow, but this man, this Mister Weir, yeah. had an extraordinary gift. You yeah. don't hear about that that he, often. He, yeah, he was. A mo- I can't remember all of his chart. Unfortunately, I got it somewhere, but it's in storage somewhere, and I can't find his chart. But he had multiple Pisces, right. but he had no Earth and no uh, fire in his chart at all. Okay, unbelievable. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's all air and water. Yeah, but mainly Pisces. Mainly I could see that. Earth, yeah. I could sort of see that. You yeah. know, it's interesting because I think you told me his name before. I went to the web and I typed it in, and there was nothing came up on him. Right. Right. No, because. Um, he didn't court publicity. No, and he never not. wrote a book. In fact, I tried to talk him into writing a book, and he got angry with me because he said, "Have you no? Le- I studied with him for years, and he said, have you learned nothing from me?'" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "Well, don't you realize that every patient that comes through that door that I treat is a completely different person because mm-hmm. I look at their chart. They're all, they may come in with all come in with arthritis, for example, mm-hmm. but I don't treat any of them the same way because I treat them in accordance with their chart. Mm-hmm. And their, each one's treatment of 
arthritis would be different because right. of the nature of their chart. So therefore, how can I write a book on herbal medicine or herbal stuff? Anyway, he was very proud and difficult. Proud and difficult. <laughs> yes. <That works>. <laughs> <laughs> he had Leo rising. I, I oh, might, he I, did. I remember that. Yeah. And there's a problem with that? <clears throat> no. No problem with because that. Because we're both Leo rising. Okay. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Daniel in the yeah, lion's I mean, den. There's <laughs> this, there's you walked into that one. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. No, well, I've got many good friends who've got Leo rising, so I have no issues about that. But what I meant was the pride thing. Yeah. Right. And, and there is the pride about any Leo right. configuration and chart. And there is the desire to get it out there in front of everybody, to yeah. show it off. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I think yeah. his lack of earth, for a start, yes. meant that he yeah. didn't really have a practical grasp or a material need on anything. Right. It right. was all about, the sp- he, he was totally spiritual. As a, and there was, he was no like a saint. He had to be either. quite an empath just with totally. all that Pisces. Yeah, yeah, he said another story about my mother is that he would. S- he said right at the beginning of the treatment, he said, uh, now you're going to have good and bad days and you're going to have really bad days. Um, mm-hmm. I'm preparing for that and I understand that and you shouldn't be upset about it. But any time, day or night, you need me, here's my phone number. I want you to call me, and we'll talk it through. Wow. And I more than once witnessed this, because I was living at home in those days, that um, she would say, oh, I'm having such a, I've got to call Mr. Weir. Mm-hmm. So she would go to the telephone to call him. Mm-hmm. And as she got there, the phone would ring, and she'd pick it up, and it would be him. And he said, I think you need me. Wow. Yeah, he was an amazing man. I was so I privileged. Yes. So privileged to know wow. that man. Yeah. Wow. Now, I... I I inherited, when he passed away, uh, his wife gave me the most wonderful gift I've ever had were all his research cards from a life of um, his own studies in astrology. Lots of, you know, five by eight cards in a big metal cabinet. And I still have those with me. That's one of the few things I brought with me to the States when I came. I came with a suitcase and the box with those cards in it. That's all I came here with. That sounds like a fun thing just to go through. Uh, Well, I I started putting them on on the web. Um, oh, good. I, I don't want to quote the address right now because they're not all there yet. Okay. okay. But they're going to be accessible to everyone so well, they can read As soon as you so know what it is, yeah. S- yeah. Let, give it to me so I can tell our audience. Thank you. Yeah. Because I think uh, the benefits of having somebody with that kind of gift, mm-hmm. I mean, it sort of reminds me of a Dane Rudyer or somebody mm-hmm. that was uh, just had this almost other world. I'd love to see his chart to see, see if he's got any stationary planets in his chart. I yep. bet he did. I if if I can find the chart, I, I really feel bad about not being able to find it, but I do have it. I haven't lost it, but okay. I have a house full of boxes, and it's in one of those boxes, but they're all sealed up. Well, if you away. happen to find it, let me know. I will, for sure. I promise. Because I'm researching my book now. Mm-hmm. and there's a How lot long have you been here? Have I been here since 98? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I came uh, directly here in 98. With the idea, of course, of um, I, I ran my own studio in London for 20 years, animation studio, mm-hmm. and uh, was very successful. But the one thing I could never get off the ground in the UK was a movie. I couldn't get the funding to make a movie. I had some, some and, and quite spiritual ideas to make movies right. that would be popular as well. But with a spiritual oh, definitely I, environment, I couldn't get them off the ground. So mm-hmm. I thought my life changed in England. My children had grown up. It's time to move on and do follow the dream as they say how did you pick here i mean this is coming from england that's kind of a long jump well the logic would have been to go to la but i hate la i'm sorry if anyone's listening from la but it just it's not for me and i I also don't like hot weather so (coughs) so i came here really for the weather and various other personal reasons but um 
the bottom line was I came here to try and find investment um, in this part of the world, which was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, just started on that process. It took me two and a half years to get a green card and a work permit to be legally here and work here and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did, I started talking uh, to investors and got interest initially. But then in 2002, Disney, in their infinite wisdom, I mean corporate Disney, decided to close down the hand-drawn animation division, mm -hmm. the studio that kept okay. them for decades. Mm -hmm. And the industry died overnight. Oh, wow. So I suddenly thought, okay, reinvention time. Another yeah. one of those transiting moments. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but it was a biggie. Do they do it all animated on the computer now? Uh, pretty much everyone does, but I don't like doing it. I respect it, but I don't like doing it. I like handcrafted animation. You like hand stuff. But it doesn't exist here anymore. So I ended up teaching for the rest of the time. I've been teaching ever since. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yep. Very yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And well, and, and then because of last August, the transition time, I decided, okay, what do you really want to do? You've got to rebuild yourself. What are you going to do? And I s said to myself, well, go where your heart is. And your heart's in astrology. Yeah. And it's in all those wonderful things you were taught all those years ago. And yeah. it's time to give it back. So and your cards are so sweet. Yeah. Well, I started with the book and then yeah. I did the cards. The cards came I out of that. I love the, you know, when I, I heard about you from Grace Sequoia. She says, you've mm -hmm. got to meet him. He does the coolest illustrations and cartoons of the astrological symbols. And mm -hmm. I went, oh, I got to see that. I got Leo rising on this playful <laughs> side. I want to see this kid-like thing that you created. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. And um, and then got the deck of cards and since then became good friends with you. Mm -hmm. And um, that really has to... I mean, you'd have to get into your inner child to do that. You'd have to. You're designing what a Pluto looks like with a real icky face on there. Yeah. You know? Well, well that's that's why I always um, been grateful for my Sagittarius rising oh, and my ninth yeah. house. The, because I wouldn't, I, I would never be happy as an accountant or whatever the Virgo no. thing would be. But I, I wanted to bring good knowledge, but I wanted to have fun with it. It's no reason why you can't smile and learn at the same time. Exactly. You don't have to be serious or heavy that's about true. it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so by creating these characters, I took all the decades of experience in animation and, and I thought, I'm going to create some characters that represent the planets and the signs of the Zodiac yeah. and then just see where they take me. So I created the book. My teaching in animation gave me, I think, the knowledge and the experience to teach astrology. So I right. came out with my book, yeah. The Secret Life of Stars, and that had the cartoons in it. Yeah. But it's a, a serious introduction to astrology, right. to good astrology. That's fabulous. And it went on from there. It went on from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is fabulous. Okay. We've got to do some more commercials here, but when we get back, we'll talk some more with Tony about everything and a couple of his products here that I'm looking at sitting here on the table. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be back in just a second. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Anti-Ikipoo, the product that gets the stink out, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 19th, it's Harmonic Energy Shifting Sunday with Jude and Paul Potton from the Whispering Dragon Center in the studio. They'll have their Accutonic Forks and Chimes, Tibetan Bowls and Bell, Pua Dig and Rattle ready to do free remote treatments for you and or your animal friends. So plan to join us and call in on Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, this is for Grace Sequoia. She's a Kabbalist and tarot reader, 
and she was teaching a class last week in how to talk with the plant realm, but she is a fantastic reader, and she is based in Everett, and she does several things. She does readings on Sundays, I believe from 1 until 4, and then also she is available anytime during the week during that so that you can get a reading with her. And she works at the Vision Quest Bookstore. Her address is 6915 Evergreen Way at Everett, Washington. And it's 425-252-1591. And she has a brand new office. She's now in Linwood. And her address is 16825 48th Avenue West, number 252, Linwood, Washington. And her phone number is 425 953 9460. And this is also for Miss Samantha Blodell. She's fantastic. She's got some Reiki classes starting here shortly. And she is uh, teaches Reiki and does aura reading as well. And she talks about having an aura reading and what its benefits are to you with actually you will feel like you have a deep sense of calm and peace afterwards, emotional release and healing, stress management, and all those good things. Okay, and so you can get a hold of her in Mount Vernon. That's where she lives. Or a Reiki master in Mount Vernon. She has Reiki 1, 2, 3 classes starting. I think they're starting this month. And so you can get a hold of her at her website, which is at soulsupper.com, S-O-U-L-S-U-P-P-E-R.com. Her address is 300 South 1st Street, number 206, in Mount Vernon, and that's 98273. And her phone number is 206-403-0283. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we have our co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Always a good pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> do you have? A, do you want to say something? Your mouth is open. Oh, I'm just waiting to for, hear all about the cards. Okay, okay. And then our guest, of course, which is Tony Ro- uh, Tony Robbins. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, get this crud white. out of my head. Just cut it to a W. <laughs> yes, white, white. Let's talk about Just the, say Tony. That's yes, easy. Tony, Tony. <laughs> I could okay. be anyone then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the astrological tarot deck you've done there. And it's so they're so cute the way they're in a box with all the little symbols on the side. And what made you decide to do that? Yeah, it, it's it's really weird how they've totally evolved. Um, as I said, I did the book, which is an introduction to astrology, and I put the characters, the star, the planets and the signs yeah. in. And then I thought, this, these would be really good to teach somebody astrology for the first time. So I decided to create a whole set or a deck, if you like, of cards that represent all of the 10 planets in all of the 12 signs. So there's 120 cards. Right. And mm-hmm. my idea was that I would give one each day to a student and say, mm-hmm. okay, Mercury and Gemini. Okay, look it up, carry the card around with you, and for the 24 hours see it unfolding in the world around you mm-hmm. and you'll learn it much better if you see it yes you know rather than just read a piece of oh, text yeah. you know yeah. and when you get it right in, into your conscious mind you'll start yep. seeing it everywhere yep. so, yeah so and i and i had that idea 120 cards 120 days then mm-hmm. you can really it, you'll 
it will sink in mm -hmm. astrological knowledge at least planets and signs mm -hmm. but then my wife said i wonder if they work like tarot cards i wonder if you can do readings with them and i said i don't know i didn't think of that but she is very good at it and sat down and started doing readings with the cards and i had no idea they did that That's but amazing. it was an amazing way of that happening so um so then when we, we, we go around to various fairs or expos and things mm -hmm. like that, and um, I found a good way of breaking the ice with new people who are unsure of who you are and what you did. Right. Spread the cards face down on the, mm -hmm. on the table and say, just pick a card and let's see what your energy of the day is. And it, it's fun, you know, not serious astrology, but it's fun. And then yeah. and they turn over and they'd pick a card and then we'd do a quick interpretation. Fabulous. And it's quite amazing to me how these cards really, uh, well, really they mirror. They're going to pick the card that's exactly, exactly. what's happening with uh, them. Of they're course. Yeah. The purpose of it. I mean, yeah. they'll pull it right to them. Yeah. But okay. I, I, I shouldn't have doubted. Well, but I'm a Virgo, so you Virgos doubt, doubt everything, you, you know? <laughs> you so were. doubting Thomas's. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it, it sometimes it actually brings tears to my eyes how beautifully they work. And, yeah. and I just think this is beyond me. Yeah. And, and then I found out of the... We I only know I had want to pick a card. I can't even stand it. I just want to pick a card. Yeah, yeah, okay, a so <laughs> I'll get the cards card. out while we're talking. While we're okay, we only have a couple minutes here, so we have to hurry up. Okay. Okay. Pick, pick any a, card. Pick a card. Okay. And Eileen, you can chip in here as well. Okay, I will. That's the fun. It's very community. So Venus in Virgo. Okay. So Virgo, very detailed, very together, very... Um, well, often means that what I, how I interpret this is the... I have a key word, which is service, okay? It's very much, to, Virgo is very much to do with service. They like helping people, like pleasing people. But Virgo is very much a, uh, a type that will put things in boxes, like things neat, tidy, clean, right. and everything. Organized. And Venus in Virgo is very much that either you're attracted to that kind of thing, or it's time to clean up your house, or it's time to make things around you, or it's time for you to... I, I wouldn't say it with you because you're very neat and tidy, and you're very Venus and Virgo, I'd say today. Yeah. But um, but well, the, yeah, the, the tagline is "Don't be shy. Time to share your feelings in thoughtful ways." So, in other words, Venus is about giving, caring, well, sharing I'm, appreciation. I'm pretty, pretty open about talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double being double a double Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I was thinking. Okay, to me. A Venus in Virgo says, what can I do to perfect my Venus or my yes. my aesthetic side? You know, and may, that may be something that you may be working on something that needs maybe a little bit of editing. You <laughs> know? Tidying up, cleaning you know? up. They're marvelous so, cards, though. Yeah, they, they just, really are. They, they speak you. to you. They really do. Yeah. You know, I call them astrological flashcards mm. because yeah. um, it, that's a great way to learn astrology because I remember when I, a long time ago, I had a friend who taught me astrology, and he's a guy who lives up in Bellingham. And you know how he taught it to me? He would say, okay, listen, we're going to do astrological, we're going to do charts. I said, okay. He would give me the chart data for 10 people. I'd run the chart, pull the chart up, and he says, go. I want you to summarize the chart in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. And that's what got me, you know, like yeah. I had to get out of my own, you know, my way of mm -hmm. my tongue. And I had to get kind of access the, the Uranus because I have Mercury Uranus square mm. in my chart. So I had to access that. It just came flowing through me really quickly. And that was how it worked better. But that's kind of the same idea. That, does, that really 
um, gives you the answer to where you are at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's really amazing. It's very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so okay. trust me, you'll once you see these cards, you'll want to get a set. There's you no do, question about they're that. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous to look they at. They speak to you big time. Yeah. Uh, and I like the way you did the characters, different characters for each yep. for yeah. the, each planet. And I tried to capture the person. I, I had the generic design it, for very, Venus, very Mars, well whatever. It grabs you right yeah. away when you look at it and you see it and you think it makes picture. The picture screams what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Try to get the personality of the theme that's coming exactly across in that right. card, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thank you very much for being thank here. Thank you. We're going to come back here in just a bit and ask you where we can get a hold of you. So right now we got to talk about the events that are going on in the out of the neighborhood. So we have a couple of them. We have Emerald Spiral Expo. You're going to be there, aren't you? Emerald Spiral. Expo. I think so. In next month. Um, I September twenty. Yes, I think I am. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good. Okay, just so you know, uh, and Doug, are you going to be there? I probably. Okay, good. All right. Uh, it's it's uh, September 22nd, and it is at the Kent Commons Building, 525 4th Avenue North at Kent, Kent Washington, 4th Avenue and James Street, downtown Kent. It is um, kitty corner from the Showware Center. Okay, it's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's going to be over 80 booths, I think. It is the biggest metaphysical fair in this area. They have it twice a year, once in March and once in September. And so we're going to have this next month, too. We're very excited about it. It's really a good fair for everybody that does it. So anyway, it's September 22nd from 9 until 5 at Kent Commons. So make sure you be there or be square. Okay. And then next we have a Saturday night psychic showcase. It'll be next Saturday. What they've ended up doing is deciding to do the fair or do their, their group every other Saturday in, July, in August. They're going to go back to every Saturday uh, next month. So we got to get you to that fair. We've got to mm -hmm. get you there because okay. it's really a cool place. It's always full. So anyway, um, it's at Carr's Restaurant at uh, 11006 Bridgeport Way in Lakewood, Washington. Doors are open at 5 p.m. Program's at 6. $5 to get in. Okay, so we got to do this quickly. How do we get a hold of you, Doug? Easiest way is 206-769-4924. I actually got it right on here. Text week. or call. Text or call. Okay. And Tony, how do we get a hold of you? Okay, 425-922-9508. But I just have to give you the warning. Please leave a message for me. I yeah. don't often pick up because I'm busy. Okay. Um, if nobody leaves a message, I won't call back. Okay. I get so many spams. Repeat your number again slowly because yes. your voice is different and people won't catch okay. it. Okay, yeah. my number is 4 2 5 9 2 2 9 5 0 8 Got it. Or okay. you can reach me via email via the website dot com, And you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or our jupiterrisingshow.com website. Next week, we have Ms. Wanda Buckner on the show for her monthly visit. And she's going to be talking about pet stuff and pet psychics. And you've got a, got a sick pet. She can figure it out. So anyway, that's our show for today. We had a fantastic show with Mr. Tony White. We thank him very much for being here today. And we're going to see you all next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.